0: Welcome into this edition of the golf central podcast presented by Callaway golf on Lav. soon to be joined by Rex and folks. We have a 150th open champion. It is Cameron Smith who shot a bogey free eight under 64, setting the new scoring record to par at St. Andrews by finishing at 20 under par finished a shot ahead of rookie Cameron Young, and two shots ahead of Roy McIlroy. There is so much to get into from this Sunday at St. Andrews. What a day, Rex. I'm sure you're ready to dive into this as well. But first, I know you're ready, but first, the Chrome Soft golf balls from Callaway are better for the best and better for everyone. This family is available in Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X, and Chrome Soft XLS. Each of these golf ball offerings incorporates the company's proprietary new precision technology for the tightest dispersions, consistently fast ball speeds, and total performance. And of course, they deliver the soft, responsive feel and control that players love. They are available now. They are winning on tour. And you can head over to CallawayGolf.com to see which Chrome Soft is right for you. Rex, on this very podcast... About 24 hours ago, you and I sat here and said, there is no way that the winner of this 150th Open does not come out of the final group. Roy McElroy, Victor Hovland sitting at 16 under par. Hovland had just shot a bogey free 66. Rory doing what Rory does. Also shot 66. Four shots back with one run to go was Cameron Smith. What chances did you give him heading into this final round? After a third round
1: 73, not very good chances. And, and it had everything to do with what you just said. It just wasn't that Rory was up by four strokes. It was Victor Hovland was up by four strokes. It didn't look like him. Cam- Both of those are top 10 players in the world. You would have thought at least one of them would do something today. I don't think we entertained the thought. And we actually joked about this because in our punch out we had to kind of talk around the idea. I don't even think I bet on Cameron Smith uh no i don't um, think i spent any money on them. i would not have done that as well so Sim- i don't gamble
0: among, uh, well you don't reasons. know how and to gamble cheap.
1: It, and being cheap you don't know how to gamble i think it's because you don't like to lose is
0: what this don't reason. like to lose don't like to spend money hmm. all of those myriad things. reasons
1: that's right I, I think what this goes to though is the idea that not only was cam smith four strokes back from two very very good players including Rory McIlroy who we all thought was going to close this one out despite my reluctance to admit that last night on the podcast it had everything to do with he shot 73 he looked shook he looked rattled after that Saturday round I just didn't see anything in his game or his body language that would lead me to believe that he was on his way to this round to a 70 to a 64 to kind of a I'm going to joke about this and we can get to it later. A career defining round like this for Cameron Smith
0: was a career defining round. Of course it was. I I thought Kapalua was a career defining round when he shot 33 under par, the world number one, we thought uh, the players championship where he defeated the strongest field in golf with what would you call it? A very ballsy uh, closing stretch that he had uh, at TPC Sawgrass to secure what is essentially the fifth major in golf. Uh, in, in hindsight, it makes a whole lot of sense. Cameron Smith was a player who pulled a unofficial record 253 feet worth of putts in the second round. And then he made just two birdies in the third round. That clearly should have signaled to us that that was his poor round and he got it out of the way. Now, I did again, I did not think that he was going to clearly, up, clearly. I did not mm. think he was going to make up a four shot deficit to Roy McIlroy to Victor Hovland. All those guys needed to do on Sunday was a very simple game plan. This is a very simple game plan that they needed to follow Rex. You needed to avoid the bunkers. You needed to take care of the driveable par fours, of which there were many, and you needed to capitalize on the par fives. Roy McIlroy, for his part, he, he avoided the bunkers, but he really did not capitalize on the short par fours, of which there are many. And especially the par five on the back. That that wasn't even a sausage finger that I was throwing at you. One
1: one bunker. He hit in one bunker all week long, and from that bunker, he actually held out for eagle. So the one time that he did put himself <laughs> into trouble, he found a way to get out and, and look like you know just perfect. However, it works out. He hit every green in regulation. He two putted every single green. It, it when you look look at this statistically, and I was just kind of look glancing at his final line. There's no way. He walks away from this and doesn't have his name etched in to the player jug for the second time. I just don't see he it. He didn't
0: even finish second.
1: I know. And it's like he well, at that point he didn't care. He kind of said it in his press conference that he was hitting the chip from the wrong side of the valley
0: of sin. Oh, and just, at that point, I'm not a ter- trying to... I mean terrible angle. There was no chance. Yeah, hold He try. had to
1: hold it out. I think at that point, I think his line was I wasn't worried about time for second. Like that wasn't on my mind. I knew what I needed to do. I will say this, you just pride yourself, pride yourself out of your room downstairs in, in our flat. And I I can pride myself on my gamers, and I I pride myself out of my room. (laughs) And I can only imagine you you were down there for a few hours. Uh, Two thousand words, I think you said. Yes, two thousand words. So uh, I just had to take a look at this, and this is why I'm I'm laughing. So there's 36 synonyms, (laughs) different ways to say balls. So I'm curious. (laughs) (laughs) I'm curious if you got to – Did you do orbs? I did, I did, I did gutsy globes. I did
0: heroic jacks in the box <laughs> pellets. No, no, none of no. those. There was, there was a, a balls did appear, uh, but it was in a direct quote uh, from Sam Penfield, uh, Cameron Smith's uh, caddy. As, as you mentioned, <laughs> and by the time this gets posted, you can go check out my game story uh, on GolfShell.com. It is a whopping uh, 2000 words and Rex, these are, these are tricky ones. These are, these are nuanced stories that you have to tell because there's winners and losers, obviously, in every major championship. But I think this 150th Open is is destined to be remembered, certainly, for Rory Cameron lost. Smith, 64 in the five birdies in a row that he made on the back nine. But also, I think just as much, if not more so, for Roy McIlroy squandering, get another opportunity uh, to win a major championship. That was uh, doing storylines that, that that I'm feeling, that I was grappling with while trying to write Uh, this story on Sunday that's to take away nothing from Cameron Smith who is is clearly an exceptional player I think you and I have both uh, mentioned on this podcast this week his ball striking is still a little bit scrappy he is the rare player who is actually losing strokes to the field with his driver on the PGA Tour and yet earlier this year uh, he was ranked number uh, three in the world I haven't seen what this victory is going to do for his world ranking There you go uh, leapfrogging Roy McElroy to get to number two in the world and yet his short game his putting are so sublime that any trouble that he would find himself in he could extricate himself from that from that situation without going without a bogey on what was a pretty benign day for scoring at St. Andrews but getting up and down on 17 kind of clutching up on 18 knowing that he needed to get that up and down for birdie to post 20 under and keep Cameron young and Rory McIlroy at at bay thoroughly impressed uh, with Cameron young while also feeling that this was an opportunity squandered for, for Rory.
1: And I would agree with that because I think coming into, well, last night, I think both of us were camping on the idea that this was Rory McIlroy's open championship to win or lose. This was going to be his
0: words, not mine. The Holy grail you win the open didn't have much faith in Victor. Did we? And I believe that faith, a uh, lack of faith was was uh, rewarded. I Eventually, guess. he had to hit a chip shot off that turf, and it just wasn't good. Play conservatively today, he was, he was iron disgusted softens. by I, I him. Was. He's one of the most aggressive, uh, best drivers of the golf ball on the PGA Tour, and he's sitting iron. He's he's a couple shots behind. On, on short par force, force the issue a little bit. Try and make something happen. I don't want to move on to Victor quite yet. I do want to
1: harp on the idea, and we touched on I this last night. I think that's the end of
0: the Victor Halvin discussion for today. I
1: hope so. Okay. Uh, I do want to touch on what we, we kind of addressed last night, that there is no reason, no reason whatsoever, why the stats at this particular championship can't match up with the stats in every other aspect of golf. Give me strokes gain. No. Give me three-putt avoidance. Give me putt, uh, feet of putts made. I need to know that about Cam Smith, because I feel like this is going to be one, like one of those once in a lifetime putting performances, but I can't quantify it. So all I can do is look at what I saw. And it seems like every time I looked up, he was two putting from 60 feet. And usually in that situation, given the fact that you're trying to win your first major, given the fact that it's hard and crusty conditions at the old course, you're only going to two put one out of every three of those. That, that's not a very high percentage you would think if you would look at it from 30,000 feet in this particular case I, I never looked up and, and was fearful at all that oh he's going to three putt this one because of that sublime putting because of what he was able to do but I have no way to quantify it
0: because they don't do stats here Justin Ray our former colleague at Golf Channel Great, freak of nature yes when you're when your username is Jay Ray the Great you know you're good we know you're good and you know that we know you are good he has somehow crunched these numbers for Cameron Smith, and Cameron Smith gained Rex. How about this? Eleven point nine eight strokes on the field with his putting. Uh, that's nearly a. Sh- it's more than a shot and a half more than your boy Saddam. Hey Saddam, how about that Kai Kwanjana. I think he was the highest live golf finisher, by the way. Yes, uh, congratulations to you, Saddam. Uh, and when you look at, do you think final, you got that last name right? Not even close. Yeah. Uh, final round specifically, Jay Ray points out that Cameron Smith plus three point one, Rory McElroy minus two point one. Not good at math. That's a five shot differential when the final margin between those two players uh, was just two shots. So apparently, there is a way to to quantify this that information and that data is apparently just not available to everyone else. I would still like to know
1: three putt of well done. I would still like to know feet of putts made simply because I think what Cam Smith did. And again, this is just from the eye test is historic that you did it on a golf course where you're not supposed to be able to do that. When you look at what Rory McIlroy was able to do this week, there's no way. If I, if I throw these stats at you, there's no way. And you don't know the outcome that he shot 66, 68, 66, 70. And he lost, not by a little bit, by by two strokes. Like, he just didn't narrowly lose that. He hit every green in regulation on Sunday, and he lost by two strokes. The one bunker he hit in, as we've already addressed, he held out for Eagle, and he lost by two
0: strokes. Statistically, this makes no sense. It doesn't make any sense, and yet... It still feels like a satisfying winner. Like Cameron Smith has played great golf this year. He's done everything well. Sure. He was factoring at the Masters. I believe he's in the final group of Scotty Scheffler on the final day. Uh, and had uh, a round to forget. I, before we close the books on Cameron Smith and turn our full attention to Roy, since I know that that was the subject of your column uh, on Sunday night on GolfJail.com, I did want to get into a very interesting moment uh, during the press conference. Uh, uh, our pal Phil Casey. Awkward moment. Uh, incredibly awkward moment Uh, I'm I'm going to quote Cameron Smith here directly because uh, Phil Casey a terrific reporter uh, asked him about the links that we have all heard all the rumors uh, tying him to live golf with a potential announcement uh, in a couple of days following the open championship now when he was asked about this Cameron Smith said quote I just won the British Open, and you're asking about that. I think that's pretty not that good. Not the uh, greatest. You <laughs> most, know what else most... is not that good? <laughs> most eloquent <laughs> uh, sentence I've ever read. Uh, but he was clearly flustered by that. Uh, and, and Phil, uh, to his credit, followed up. But the question is still there. Are you interested? Is there any truth in those rumors? Quote, I don't know, mate. My team around <laughs> me handles all of that stuff. I'm here to win golf tournaments. Rex, you're our insider for golfchannel.com. What's the latest? He didn't say no. You can go back and read that. He didn't deny the
1: reports. He didn't deny the rumors. And I've been one, I, I so steer away from rumors when it comes to this story, simply because until I see it, there's too many rumors that we're constantly hearing things, you
0: and I both. And I don't believe it's it. an intentional strategy by live to, to put out misinformation, to create disruption. Absolutely. Golf. That is a, that is a, 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 well thought out strategy. Absolutely.
1: Like they, they are leaning into the idea that the more players that we put on the block as, Oh yeah, X, Y, Z are going that the more, this continues to be a story, the more headlines they make. And we fell into the trap just recently about this. I mean, everybody is falling into the same trap. So I don't believe anything until I actually see it in this particular case. You can read it again. He doesn't deny the reports. He simply deflects and says, my management team takes care of this. I want to enjoy the moment. The
0: management team, which is probably going to get, what, 5 to 10% cut if, if a player jumps to live? Yes, something along those lines. And I don't— uh, sorry, I'm sure I'm sure they are handling it. Uh,
1: no doubt about it. But the idea—and this goes back to Brooks Koepka when he stood on his soapbox and, and Wab— wagged that big beefy finger at all at all of us and said,
0: this is no place to be asking about this at the U.S. Open. Cameron Smith also said a very similar thing at the beginning of this week that he didn't want to talk about it. And it's it, where he's here at the open. Well, and again,
1: I keep going back to Brooks at the U.S. Open when he stands up and he lectures the media about you. I can't believe you people are doing this. I can't believe you people are making this a story. And less than a week later, he has signed. He and It was officially announced that he's with Liv Golf. So even though I don't believe the rumors, when it comes to a response like this, I, I immediately think to myself, of course, he's going to live golf. I don't know that. We don't know that for a fact. However, he doesn't deny it in that
0: state. It certainly seems like he is leaning in that direction. Which pellets. Think, Did you use pellets to describe? Uh, no, that's another. That's one of those 36 synonyms. I can keep going. I have a pellet smoker, yoder. Uh, they'd be Incredibly expensive. Uh, wife <laughs> is still a little bit uh, butthurt about that one. I, I mean, that would be a, a huge story, Rex. If if the newly crowned open champion defects for live a couple of days after winning the 150th open at St. Andrews, you and I were both in the RNA press conference earlier this week when Martin slumbers chief executive of the RNA basically outlined that he's going to make life more difficult for these live players, he's not going to ban them, but he could certainly alter some uh, qualifying criteria, he could force them into to open qualifying, uh, he could skew away from the official World Golf Ranking, which is still uh, very much up in the air for all of these live players. Would this not be like a total game changer that that the number two ranked player in the world, the the reigning Open champion, a guy who is clearly having the best season of his career and his trajectory is clearly on the upswing, then defects for this tour that we have all, I think rightly described as a
1: 54-hole exhibition circuit? I think so. Yeah, I don't know how you dismiss that. And I think there will be... And the reigning, excuse me, and the reigning players champion.
0: Yes. The it, PGA Tour's flagship event. He's the reigning champion of that.
1: He lives in Ponte Vedra. Yeah. So you can just imagine the awkward moments walking. So through. he ain't, ain't going to be practicing on the back of the range if he defects for live, I can promise you. Do you think they take that membership from him? Mm-hmm. I just asked Mercer that earlier tonight. Do you, yes. Do you think they will? 100%. Well, what do you think would happen if he's walking through the big publics there just right outside the gates and he runs into Jay Monahan? You think that's awkward? What
0: if he runs into me at the, at the Nocatee publics? um does he live in nocatee i thought he lived like in jacksby he's been spotted in the nocatee Publics. i'm why? not sure if he was visiting the water parks i don't know if he wanted to go to the playgrounds uh, he doesn't have any kids uh so that'd be a little bit confusing but i'm not really sure i don't know why he would be there but all right yeah was it is a lovely place what i been- didn't see him personally <laughs> maybe
1: he just liked the whole foods i just think in this particular case a lot of reasons this would be awkward i don't know not just awkward, I'm talking landscape altering, the number two ranked player in the world. No, and I, I, I'm not on his management team, but I'm going to look at this from a, a different lens. I'm you don't want
0: that 5 to 10%? I, I'd love
1: that 5 to 10%, especially right now. But I'm going to look at this through a different lens. I'm going to look at it that he has a chance to win the FedEx Cup, which is no small amount of money. So now all of a sudden we are start talking about two large sums of money. We're also talking about the President's Cup, which is later this year, which he clearly would be a member of. We're talking about him being the player of the year. Now he and Scotty Scheffler are in this conversation for all of these things because both won a major, both have won big events, both seem to be playing very, very well at the moment. So we get to the end of the season and suddenly he has all of these things to be playing for. And I'm not saying eventually he does not go based on that comment that he had. I'm pretty sure that eventually he does go. I just don't know if it's going to be
0: immediate because of all those things I just pointed out. Yeah, I don't know if it's Monday. I don't know if it's Tuesday. I don't know if it's in a couple of weeks. I don't know if it's in a couple of months. It's after Eastlake or it's after the President's Cup, I would think. I don't know how these contracts work. I don't know if you're signing them in blood. I don't know. I don't I don't, <laughs> I don't know, you know what the stipulations are. However, if it is not signed, sealed, deliver, absolutely no getting out of it, if I'm Cameron Smith and I'm even thinking about going to live, I think I'm going to be backing out of those negotiations for now and, and re-upping my charge. Do you not? Well, I think I can command a, a much more significant signing bonus now as the reigning Open champion and the number two ranked player in the world than I did heading into St. Andrew's Open Week. You're that's assuming that say. the negotiations haven't already happened. But yes, that's I, what I'm I saying. So. I, like, yes. Unless it's, it is a binding agreement, absolutely, and I'm, I'm sure with the Saudi, with, with the Saudi <laughs> Arabian government, I would want to uh, make sure these are iron, as ironclad as possible, and I certainly wouldn't want any wiggle room uh, at the end. If it is not that case, I mean, it's a $50, $75 million difference between heading into open week and and what he would potentially command right now.
1: And we're leading, we're reading between the lines right now. And Greg Norman sent out a tweet earlier this night, congratulating Cam's Sp- fellow Aussie, fellow, fellow, Aussie, fellow oy, Aussie, potentially Aussie, pre- Aussie, Aussie, <laughs> Aussie, Aussie, oy, 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 oy. he did all the things. But I, I think if, you, if you're going to read between the lines, if you're going to sit here and speculate, yes, you would think that Cam Smith is going. I think you're right. Right now, he's at a much better negotiating point than he was 24 hours ago. So if he hasn't signed that contract in blood or otherwise, I'm sure they, they're going to go back to the table. And again, as I pointed out, there's a lot of reasons for him to push, kind of kick the can on this one. If you want to wait
0: until after Eastlake. That's East, what I'm saying. Yes. If Just you want to wait until after Eastlake. collect the $15 million bonus. And then if you, if you really want to go, Go nuts. If you want to go have this Australian team of, of four, once the whole league... Who's going to be on the Australian team? Wins. Any idea? Uh, I mean, I can certainly guess. Do we want to speculate? I thought that was on page 14 of the
1: handbook that we should know. No, not while speculation. I, I would just go on if we're speculating that Cam Smith
0: is going to be on the team. We're not right? speculating. We're using Cam's own, own words. Of, it didn't him. sound like he was... Yeah, he didn't shut that down. I'm no, with he you did not that. shut it down. In fact, the defensiveness uh, was Brooks Koepka-esque. Let's let's put it that way. He just did not wag a big meaty finger, but
1: yes, you're right. Yeah, I, I would think so because Cam does not have anything big uh, or meaty. And Cam oh. Smith is now—I uh, just went and looked it up. He is now second on the FedEx Cup points list, a uh, thousand points behind Scotty Scheffler. So maybe, maybe he doesn't care. Who knows?
0: You should it's I mean, fifteen should. million dollars? He has fifteen just, million just reasons like, to, to just care. Just play out the rest of the season. I, I understand that there's probably. Uh, it's probably a sliding scale in terms of they they want these guys now, not necessarily after the FedEx Cup season. I think he got all the leverage uh, in this case.
1: Congratulations to him. He yeah, showed that he has true eggs, one of 36 synonyms. Go on. Uh, well done. Uh, one guy who
0: apparently, uh, you could should you say he shriveled uh, under the moment. Oh um, on, on Sunday, that was That was... That was Roy McIlroy. I mean, two hundred seventy. It was the second worst score of any player inside the top fourteen. You you wrote about him. <laughs> that
1: made the uh, what was your take? That, that made the bunk mate recoil a little bit, and it's hard to make her recoil <laughs> at, at, at anything. I, I would say, and and it, I did not go two thousand words. I only went twelve hundred words. So I, I that's long for you. You, you like that 247 word so <laughs> actually i like 700 to 800 is what i really like that that's sort of my sweet spot uh with rory I, I thought it was fascinating and he touched on this last night and i think you you touched on on your column last night about
0: so he does not tend to write a column last night wrote a column
1: so uh, the way he he wants to hide away in the cocoon he wants to hide away from everything all the pressure that was on him and we can go down the pressure he was going to be the crowd favorite today. There was no doubt about that. I mean, he it's their Rory they were cheering for. There's also the idea that he's trying to break this eight-year slump in the major championships, the idea that he's trying to win, his words, not mine, the Holy Grail, that is the Open Championship. That's an Open at St. Andrews. The idea that now all of a sudden, as the spokesperson for the PGA Tour in this in this sort of narrative that it was, was told to me by numerous players today, that it was good versus, versus evil today that it was Rory against all of the live golfers, whether that's Cam Smith or whoever else, Dustin Johnson or whoever else he may have been going up against theoretically in this particular event, all of those things sort of weighing down on his shoulders. And in this particular case, I don't even think it's the pressure they got to him. He simply didn't perform because again, we'll go back to the stats. He starts with four pars. He only makes one birdie on the front nine. I don't want to take anything away from Cam Smith because he played a brilliant, final round but if you look at it all rory had to do was shoot 68 to force a playoff 67 is the outright win that that sounds like a very good score at, at st andrews during the open championship but i don't know what the scoring average today was but there was a couple 64s yeah, of course we don't because we don't have a score we team. don't have a scoring computer i wish if only we had a scoring computer but my guess is 68 67 was not out of the realm of possibility and rory was the first one to say after the round that yes i just didn't get it done that i didn't make any mistakes but i also didn't make anything magical happen and I, I found
0: it fascinating that even in defeat so how so how do you how do you view that I, I mean is that is this is this dispiriting because it's it's yet another opportunity lost he had a four-shot cushion on cameron smith and was unable to keep him at bay is it encouraging because this was the i mean he had a really good Well, you were so
1: mad because i had to, i had called dibs on rory and like after you listen to Roy, even more so. That Beautiful that...
0: dibs. I offered, I offered Roy McElroy to you this morning, win or lose. I was thinking... going to write him win or lose anyway. Thinking, so th- thinking... I don't think I was listening
1: to what you had to say anyway. I'm sure I was just eating my bacon bath this morning and just thinking to myself, boop, boop,
0: boop, 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 boop. thinking, of course, that if if Roy didn't win, well, Victor Hovland surely would win, and I could have fun running a picture. <laughs> didn't have, and have Smith locked and loaded. No, did not have him locked and loaded. Did the best I could. Make sure you check it out at golf.com.
1: I'm sure it's 2,000 well written words. That's normally what you do. I, I, but I will say this about Rory: and you missed out, and this is why you were angry because he he did what he always does. He cut a vein. I didn't miss out. Well, you were there, but you didn't get to write it. He he of cut boy, a vein and, and just. Boy, let boy, I us, promise I did. And, and just let us all see it and let us all feel it because he talked about being inside this cocoon but then he admits this afternoon after he loses and the emotion comes out that yes when i walked out of my room at the hotel that's right next to the 18th green i'm not going to try to pronounce it because you keep correct rusax rusax thank you the rusax hotel he all week long he glanced up at that big yellow leaderboard. how much think that room cost uh more than you and i were able to put
0: if the, hot dog, uh, if the hot dog that the bunkmate had the other day 37 was 37 pounds, I'm going to go ahead and say that the room that Rory was staying in with a direct view of the club, uh, w- of the leaderboard, it's probably going to cost you a 1,000-plus pounds a night.
1: 37 pounds? Mike, that's more than my per diem per day. There was also a gin Of course, there, exactly. because of course there was. Now now we have it. Uh, he would glance up, though. He admitted that. Yeah, I think his line was, I'm not a machine. I would glance up at the leaderboard Robot. and imagine that my name was on top of that leaderboard. And then being Rory being Rory, he said that on Saturday night it was, and then Sunday night it was not. And I, I think as much as this is going to impact him going forward, and I think I did, it I did, will, I, did not, I did not miss out. That. that was the lead of my story. And I think it was the lead of my story as well. So I, I think we double up. <laughs> Apparently, we don't have a very good editor who's going to keep us both off the same side of the story. I think what this does going forward, and he he leaned into the positives. He leaned into the idea that you look what I did in the major championships this year. You look what I did this year, period. That is one of my better seasons on the PGA Tour. He's not going to let this one burn at him. My guess is this one hurts the further he gets away, though. Most of them hurt right on Sunday night the most, right? Right when you walk off the golf course, that's when it hurts the most. I think this one, as he gets further away, and he thinks about it, and he realizes, because I went back to Friday when he's teeing off on the first tee and tiger woods is finishing up on the 18th green and they give each other a nod and, a, and, a, and a, you know, sort of a knowing He makes
0: tiger cry. He's the one who made tiger cry. Um,
1: uh, maybe, yeah. I don't know about that. I mean, it's I think a lot tip. of reasons, I, got him. I think a lot of reasons made tiger woods cry, but then Roy stroke, you know, spoke his truth to power and said that he hopes tiger gets another chance that he doesn't want tiger to go out at St. Andrews that way. And I kept coming back to the idea that, He's going to get to the point where he's thinking to himself, I don't want to go out at St. Andrews this way. And he has plenty of opportunity. He'll have another opportunity. He's yeah. gonna be 41. He will be 41. He's gonna be 41. do you make it sound like it's ancient? Like you were such is. an
0: ageist. It yeah. is. A 51 year old won a major last year. Let's keep that in perspective. That was also a weird one on a weird golf course. He had, I mean, it and was, you're saying St. Andrews is not a weird golf it course. It was clearly a fluke. Oh my. It was a fluke. Oh, wow. Bill Mickelson winning the PGA Championship last year was a fluke. That is not a hot take. That is just based in reality. Kiwa is a weird golf course. It does nothing. For Kiwa is and not, and as not as weird as the old course after. at St. Andrews.
1: So if you we're going to base this on weird golf courses, I don't think they get weirder than this one. Uh, it's certainly a quirky links. Yes, that's right. weird. That's weird. Right. So By comparison, I think the argument I'm making here is at 41 years old, he'll have another opportunity.
0: Like he just, keeps himself in shape will he have the way he's yes. injury. Will he be a prohibitive favorite as he was in this one? Probably not. No. Probably not. He but just, He just blew his best. He blew, he blew his chance to win a St. Andrews Open. Uh, probably. And the fact
1: that if 2030 is the number, and I don't know that that is, that's what Tiger and John Rahm kind of threw seems out. Seems
0: to make the most sense.
1: It makes the most sense, although they, they're kind of married to the idea of being here every five years. So I think it, it could go either way. If that's the case then no, he's probably not going to come in here as the favorite. I think he still come, comes in here with a realistic chance. I'm um, barring injury, which he hasn't had any major injuries outside of the kickabout that kept him out of the tournament Injury,
0: apathy, motivation. Who knows what it's going to look like in eight years?
1: I mean, he's been doing this a long time. We haven't seen right. it so ladder to two. I don't think that happens. I think if, at worst, motivation's
0: been a huge concern with Roy over the past eight years. I don't think motivation has. I think the idea that he's probably put too much pressure. Rory on himself. himself has said that he's he's struggled to get up at times. That that he's he's so he has so much perspective. You think he, he would a have a hard liar, time getting motivated for an open at St Andrews? Is no, that I what did, you're telling me? No, no. Okay, all right. But but just eight, so we're in eight years' time. Who knows what the uh competitive landscapes uh
1: that's fair enough and it could be in five years time so you keep you keep labeling this it could be in five years time. he's
0: still gonna be 38
1: he's he's basically an older dustin johnson uh that's fine and dustin johnson was in contention this week
0: all right i would argue all right and in five years time what are the young 20 somethings look like what It's not going to get any Thomas easier. Like? No, no, no. Absolutely, you're absolutely this right. He's not going gonna... like to look like proper golfer who did not have a proper round. He did today. not
1: have a proper round yeah. today. I was waiting yeah, for, you to, for you to swallow that one since you slapped me across the face great. with it like ten times it's last night great. in a fifteen minute podcast. That was great. So, like Spieth in five years time, um, or eight years time, or eighteen years time. Do you think Michael Greller is still in the bag in eight years time? How much abuse can one man take? I don't even want to think about it. I
0: mean, force him out. <laughs> or some Alfred Breller uh, tonight. I do think it is interesting, Rex, that, that that Rory's best major finish in 2022 came at the is one actually going to be the at the Masters. And he dismissed he that, that bogey-free 64 in the final round. He, he like, I'm, this is like the, the tournament that is going to look really good in Wikipedia in like five years time. Oh, Rory finished second at the Masters. He, that's another opportunity that he had to win. He had zero chance to win that golf tournament. Scotty Scheffler, a proper golfer, uh, was in total command. The PGA, you may recall, uh, 74 in the third round was what doomed him to an eighth-place finish. You think about uh, the U.S. Open just last month at Brookline. It was a 73 in the third round that doomed his bid and sent him uh, into joint fifth, and now you have a third-place finish uh, at St. Andrews. That is a statistical uh, anomaly, uh, a statistical oddity the fact that his, I would call it his worst major championship performance of the year, will actually go down as his he best as result. No, he said as much. I mean,
1: even today he was talking about his, his season and but how. Also, the gonna... top eight is a, is a terrific achievement.
0: It's uh, not quite it's not quite Ricky in uh, what twenty fourteen. It was not that five was top, five, in and, and top all five, five and top five in all five. In all Oof, man, Man, feels like a long time ago, but yeah. but still, four in the top eight uh, is very impressive. I mean that. Goes to show the type of golf that Rory is playing this year. He is the best player statistically on the PGA Tour this season. He is the leader in strokes gain, and yet he has very little to show for it. CJ Cup victory, very nice. Canadian Open victory, very nice. Oof. But come on. He is defined at this point in his career by major championships, and he has now gone and will go heading into the Masters in 2023, nearly nine years removed from his last major. It's and- almost Tiger territory from where he was before the – uh, 2019 Masters, and he'll
1: probably go in as the favorite or one of the favorites to the Masters simply because That's just just the months. way his, just the way his form is. Though I, I don't see him falling off. There's no reason. Again, there hasn't knows what
0: nine months is going to look like there hasn't Cal- been, Cal- been Cal- any. Kawakawa had a chance to. He ruled number one six months ago, and now he's in danger of dropping outside the top ten. I think I was dubious of that one from the start. And
1: Let's go back and play some Two of those. Two-time major podcasts.
0: champion, Colin Morikawa.
1: Let's go back and play some of them podcasts. I think I was always pointing out. Same thing, that it, going into la- going into today's round, I would make the argument that, okay, Victor Hovland, great player. I think he may end up, end up winning a major. However, may the chipping's going to be a glaring weakness until he finds a way to fix it. And when it comes to Colin Morikawa, I would argue that the putting is still not consistent enough for him to win on a week-in and week-out basis.
0: Hmm. He seems to be doing just fine, really. I think I think every young player would take Kyle Morikawa's. Sure. Two majors at this
1: point in his career? Yes. Absolutely. But mm-hmm. I would not put him as consistent as Rory McIlroy right now.
0: Uh No. I mean, Kyle Morikawa, by his own admission, is having a very difficult season you, on the PGA. Tournament. You
1: just pointed out he's in danger of falling outside the top ten.
0: Yes. So What's, th- your, what's your point? So not consistent enough this year absolutely not prior to this rough patch which i i think it's, it's just say, his third season on tour so yes, prior to them prior to this rough patch i i think his track record speaks for itself that kyle morikawa is on the verge of being a generational great we're coming up on midnight in scotland what else you got uh no we're not it is uh 6 uh what are your impressions rex of uh saint andrews its worthiness as a major venue, does something need to be done? Should we still come here every five years? Is it even a good golf course? What are you, What do you think? What are the players telling you? I was
1: thinking uh, I could do something on Monday morning as far as like a follow-up along those lines. That without wind, and, and this was the anomaly, we know that, that Scotland is not like this. Today there was not a breath of wind. I watched... John Rom.
0: It really was crazy how like benign right. it was.
1: John Rom hit a shot today and I was watching on the telecast and they had that graphic of where you know they had the wind speed behind him and it was one mile an hour. That how? that's impossible. Why? I, I don't even know how that happens. But I, I went and asked a couple of different players that without wind, can this hold up to the modern game? Thinking that those players would be like, absolutely not. I will say Adam Scott did agree with my premise. They're like, no, it cannot. Like it's just not going to hold up. what Ferdinand think? To the mountain, I didn't. T- I didn't ask him, and that's not his name. He wanted to shoot some
0: good birdie. I
1: believe his name is Tyrant, if I'm not mistaken. Who knows? I, I do. <laughs> I don't think that's his agent's name. That, being offensive, too. I will say that the other players I asked about this pretty much dismissed the idea. So, mercy you won't be getting that story tomorrow. They what else you got? <laughs> they pointed out the idea. What else you got in the chamber? <laughs> <laughs> Nothing after that. They pointed out that even with no wind you only had a handful of players that were really destroying the place. And that at this particular tournament, because they tricked it up, they had, because to. they tricked it up. Sure. They're going to. And they also pointed out that if 20 under wins, 20 under wins, like the RNA above all the other majors, even more so than the PGA of America and the PGA championship, they're fine with 20 under, like whatever mother nature throws in your direction. And you're right. They did trick it, try to trick it up, but they still accept what it is. They do. I mean, what it is they get for the week and this week, they got absolute. they got Palm Springs and you can't get Palm Springs on those fairways playing hard and fast. And it was wispy rough. That's just a bad combination. Man.
0: I got no problem with it. I don't, I got no problem with the old course. If I didn't 20, tell I got 20, shut down issue 25 under par. Uh, I really could care less. And I think by the time that the open returns, the old course, whether it's in five years, whether it's in eight years uh, to get it back on schedule at 2030, clearly something is going to be done about equipment regulations. I understand 20, 30 players are going to be bigger, stronger, faster uh, and hitting it further than ever before. But you can also rein that in. You can also have that, uh, I would say more in proportion to, uh, instead of hitting it 350, cap them at at the longest drivers at 320. If you want to even go more severe than that, uh, which I would strongly discourage, uh, you can do that as well. I think it'll be, a better test and the RNA won't have their hands as tied by 2020 by 2030. Uh, that
1: they had you're also yeah. assuming like they, they're not going to get a week like this again. I mean, I just don't believe it. I mean, bubble I've been warming. here enough times, bubble warming. So I, I'm not getting into that. I mean, you, you can touch that all it's you want 100 degrees tomorrow, not here. Hmm. Warmish, it's supposed
0: to be 85. Uh, <laughs> okay, warm that's it's, that's hot. Uh, it with is with no air conditioning, no ice. It is
1: very hot. I don't want to have a global warming conversation with you at good, 1130. Good, in good in thing. Scotland. Good
0: thing you have your 25 or excuse me, your 27 pound fan uh, to keep you cool over these next. and take of that with us while, while you take the bunk mate up to Northern Scotland. Um uh, let's rifle through a couple other storylines. Cam young rookie. He has been inconsistent. I would say he's played some great golf uh, on some very good golf courses. You think of Riviera you think of Southern Hills and now you think of the old course and he is also Missed a bunch of cuts, but for him to shoot 65, riding along with Cameron Smith, uh, riding shotgun with Cameron Smith and falling just one shot short, uh, I think will give him a, a whole lot of confidence. Bryson DeChambeau, remember 66. him? I do. Tied for eighth, his best finish in more than a year uh, on the PJ Tour. Not going to see him, uh, unfortunately, barring some sort of uh, a collaboration with PJ Tour and Live Golf. will not be seeing Bryson uh, on TV For a while, Patrick Cantlay, Jordan Spieth, also inside the top 10. Let's wrap it up with this. It's been a beefy podcast already. Mm -hmm. What is your one or two enduring uh, images, thoughts, memories uh, from the 150th Open? How this is a perfect place to hold an Open championship. If
1: you were to build a ready-made town, if you were to do a -a Nocatee, for major championship, which is essentially what your community is, right? Planned, planned community, yeah, planned community. So if you're going Long to parks, do a Noketee splash pad for major championship, day, this day would care be us, it. Downtowns, would it not be? Golf carts. You've done everything. We've everything we do this week is absolutely perfect. We walk to the golf course. We walk by the Dunvegan, the famous pub. The golf course is right there. The town knows it's right there. It, it's just the perfect setting. And every time you come
0: back, it's a playable golf course for everyone was it, great
1: and then I, I guess the part that i love the most is once the trophy ceremony was given out and cameron smith was named the champion golfer of the year it turned dogs, into, dogs are back to turn into, into day, a park again there's yeah. kids in the, the road hole bunker building sandcastles all over again i just think it's, it's a perfect place and we're reminded of that every five years and that's why i know there are going to be elements of at least the golf public the golf media public that don't like 20 under par they don't feel like that that's a a good way a to finish test. this i'm fine with it and it's because everything else that goes into this
0: championship i'm fine with it uh as well rex this is my favorite week of the year i like covering this tournament uh despite the new restrictions that we now find uh, while covering the open championship i like this better than even covering uh the masters i like the whole vibe around the old course in and st andrews better than even augusta national which might be uh, sacrilegious and strike me down uh, at some point over the next week. This is, this is the Holy grail. This is the Holy grail of, of covering golf, of trying to win a championship here. Uh, I had an absolutely uh, phenomenal week. And that was before learning that the bunkmate was going to be spending uh, so much time. with Favorite member of the week. Give me your favorite moment. uh For me, it's Tiger uh, on 18 crying. on Friday. Didn't even get to see him crying because he was facing uh, the opposite direction, but seeing the video played back afterward, actually standing on the fairway standing on the tee uh, on the green when he finished up you can't help but wonder how many more tournament opportunities he's going to have and i don't mean to win i don't mean it was this last time he's going to be uh playing a competitive tournament at st andrews i'm not sure how many times he is going to play period moving forward that was kind of the 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 melancholy feeling that i had uh Mm -hmm. leaving the golf course
1: on friday uh walking up 17 and 18 with Roy's group you and I were walking together and I it never gets old just the atmosphere of being in that sort of amphitheater with the town on on one side and the stands around you and what they do here with with the grandstands they seem to make them bigger and better every year and yet they still towering, towering they still meld into the backdrop it's still part of sort of the fabric of what this golf course is but that that moment's going to probably stand out. That and when Alex Russell scared you on the first team I have which a video, one? which I'm going to put on. Which time? I'll put on Twitter. Yeah, I have a video of it.
0: Um, the second time, maybe, I'll go with Using social media for good, I see, as usual. Sure, sure. Start to see why you get uh, City Mouse ratioed uh, so often. Folks, we haven't been hearing from you. If you've been liking these daily pods, uh from the major championships let us know of course we have nine months to figure out our plan uh, for what 2023 is going to be but we certainly had a lot of fun recapping uh, all this major championship madness each and every night uh here from saint andrews but that's it for this edition of the golf central podcast presented by calway golf we'll be back next week the bunkmate probably won't be joining us nope. uh after uh, participating in so many pods uh, un- unwittingly. Uh, over the past week, oof, man, we're going to have to come down from the Open Championship. Safe travels. you got to a flight re- early tomorrow morning. To reflecting on the 3M Open? Sure. absolutely, mm, That I'm sounds uh, like a whole lot of fun. Yep. Can't wait to see uh, what movie offerings the Delta Flight has uh, tomorrow, but thank you guys for listening to this edition of The Pod. We'll talk to you next week.